Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, April 7th, 2022. I'm Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. And I'm arts and culture writer, Ashley Steves. Ashley Steves, welcome Grace back. I know. It's been a very Ashley-less week. Um, where Sad. I know. I'm sorry. Community is in mourning. <laughs> Are they? Uh, on Monday, I was supposed to be on a Monday show, but I was at the lovely performance of Suffs that ran an hour late. So, oh. yeah, we had some tech issues. Um, the embargo. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. We didn't get in until about 45 minutes after the show was about to start and there was a good number of press there for sure I definitely ran into several of my colleagues but you know embargoes on till 1030 tonight we're recording at 540 so I can't say much about the show Um, but I will say that it was well worth the wait so there is that there is that interesting I love that I've you know I've heard very limited things but they've all been incredibly vacillating Mm -hmm. so I'm very curious I'm so Mm -hmm. curious Mm -hmm. and we're going to talk about stuff soon for not great reasons but still nonetheless it is opening night for them on Wednesday well let's talk about Broadway first let's do it that is the name of the game today on Broadway Today on Broadway. Today mm, on Broadway. Today okay, on Broadway. So literally today on Broadway. Over <laughs> at the Hudson Theater, Plaza Suite and Election Star Matthew Broderick has tested positive for COVID nineteen, and his co-star wife SJP Sarah Jessica Parker, um, shoe designer to the stars, um, as the girlies call her, um, has tested negative. So that means they're probably going to have to like not be in their West Village apartment um, together because performances will continue while Broderick recovers and Sarah Jessica Parker will stay in the show. She's going to be playing opposite Broderick's uh, standby, which is Tony winner Michael McGraw. Not too shabby. I mean, um. <laughs> not, I know that's not what's billed. I know everyone's going to see Plaza Suite because it's real life couple, Sarah Jessica Parker and Matthew Broderick, but Michael McGraw is a star and I will, you know, I'll see him anytime he's on the stage. This almost makes me want to go to Plaza Suite. Almost. Yeah. I mean, n- no, this is actually, I would, I would absolutely go right now. You would prefer. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> you would I'm saying that that would be an excellent show to see. Um, w- yeah. SJP opposite Michael McGraw is absolutely, I would go see this again for three hours. Not even joking. It's a choice. I was, you've seen it already. I I've have already not seen, seen it. it. And I don't know that I would want to see it again. But for a first time, I might want to see Mr. Michael McGraw. Yeah. So everybody, um, if you if you were like on the fence, like now's Buy a good time. Seven hundred dollar Plaza Suite ticket. But I'm sure you can get one for not that much because so many people, when when you know your it's top billed actors are out, there are discounted tickets places because people are returning them. Just like what happened with Company. You know, everyone got so excited about the understudies, but yeah. a large portion of those tickets were available because people pulled out because Patty was gone, which is always yeah, unfortunate, yeah. but it is the truth because sometimes you know when you're when you're in town, literally in town to see. A certain to see performer. somebody for sure yeah you're gonna go well then i'm gonna wait till i'm gonna see them and that's that, that's no harm no foul that's not against it's no, just a yeah. fact so just saying 
Just saying. <laughs> um, speaking of COVID, unfortunately, we are going to continue to talk about it because the Broadway transfer of A Strange Loop has pushed back its first preview to April 11th after COVID-19 cases were detected within the company. Strange Loop canceled its April 6th performance while we're recording. Uh, we knew that, you know, which is which was supposed to be their first preview. Um, and then they had right. a limited number of cases that were found within the company. But at the time, they intended for their first preview to then be April 7th today. Um, but that's no longer on the table. They've basically decided that they're mm-hmm. gonna you know reschedule to the 11th um and then i saw also a lot of people tweeting that they had tickets to uh beetlejuice for that night but now they're trying yeah. to change them which i'm just like oh yeah. my gosh because beetlejuice that's, comes back this week that's a monday right that's a monday that's a very weird uh first preview pushback and also a first preview for beetlejuice well a contentious first night. for beetlejuice is friday it's to it's <gasps> oh, oh 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 i see yeah. i've got you so some yeah. people have had tickets to that for a while now but now they're like well no i wanted to be at the strange loops first preview so they're trying yeah. to change things out which is crazy it's tough it's very tough unfortunately and we're going to talk about it a little bit more but we're gonna see a rise in cases unfortunately we're in a new wave um hopefully not as akin to the omicron that we had in december and start of january but i mean it's kind of looking Looking to be that way early. Yeah, because we're really hoping that this doesn't continue to push things back because, look, A Strange Loop is currently scheduled to open on April 26th, leaving only two days for eligibility mm-hmm. for Tony Awards. And Michael R. Jackson posted on Twitter today, A Strange Loop is about, among other things, real life. COVID is a part of real life. It took me 20 years to get here. It took us two plus years to get here. Uh, the wait yeah. will be worth it. Facts. Stay tuned and get ready for us to blow the roof off. And I'm like, you Damn know, right. we need that positivity. Exactly. I love that. <laughs> Exactly. But as, you know, COVID cancellation updates are, you know, these are some reminders, right? Daniel Craig and other members of Macbeth tested positive mm-hmm. and they're canceled through April 10th. The off-Broadway musical Suffs canceled performances for Tuesday night after lead uh, Shana Talbin, creator, um, among other company members, tested positive. Yeah. Uh, and then Ashley just pointed this out. You know, they've just sent out an email announcing that they have to cancel the Wednesday opening night performance. I'm yeah. also seeing some people talk about it. Michael Paulson on Twitter. Um, this comes just after Mayor, Mayor Eric Adams' announcement of the new mask mandate policy went citywide, but doesn't change Broadway League's announcement that masks mm. and vaccine mandates are still enforced until the end of the month. Who could have predicted this? Question mark, question mark, looks around. Question. Oh, everyone. <laughs> oh, weird. Yeah, it's all, almost like we've seen it several times before he even came into office. Uh, I'm really disappointed at the Suffs uh, canceled opening night performance above anything else. I think that's really unfortunate. We've talked about it at the start of the show and also before we started recording of just how much word of mouth there is to the show and how big it is, how big it is for Shayna, who is doing everything <laughs> quite literally in the show. So to not really be able to celebrate it and that way is really sad um and then we have all these other COVID cancellations as well that you just mentioned and we we are at a point where again it looks like we're gonna have another wave going through the community at large but also the theater community in a more parochial way and we're gonna you know, as we talked about during Omicron, we're going to keep seeing things pop up because of how frequent their testing happens. Right. 
So uh, it's, it is disappointing and it's also incredibly unsurprising. It's a way that I can't even like get mad about anymore or disappointed because it's just like, of course, this is going to happen. Of course, this was going to happen as soon as you took away <laughs> the mask mandate, um, for the city, not necessarily, as you mentioned, Broadway, which has their, theirs in place until the end of the month and better continue that. I swear to God, if, the mask mandate for Broadway is removed at the end of this month while we're seeing this right now. That will be the thing that will make me angry. Yeah. And, you know, even like, honestly, me personally, I'm like doing this event that I wanted to be really comfortable in person Mm -hmm. and then like serve food and drink uh, at the beginning of May. And now I'm like, oh, no, maybe not. I I don't know. Yeah. It's yeah. Really stressful. Anyways, um, over at Chicago on Broadway, joining the Mrs. Pamela Anderson herself mm-hmm. for a limited yes. engagement, Lena Gordon from Hades Town and Drama Desk nominee uh, Ryan Silverman will return to Chicago in the roles of Velma Kelly and Billy Flynn on Tuesday, April 12th yeah. at the Ambassador Theater. They join Tony Award nominee Brenda Braxton, who previously played Velma and is now taking on the role of Mama Morton. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, like actri- actress, activist, personal hero Pamela Anderson is making her Broadway debut as Roxy for that eight week limited engagement I will be there at some point I must I physically must I must as well I yeah. feel it I feel it to, in my bones and again I think Ayanna Prescott posted something about uh, the show and then I posted like and Nina as well from the press mm. and we all commented yeah. like can there be like a women who were wronged in any point in history <laughs> discount night for Chicago oh, great yeah so any woman ever yeah, I was like, can can there be like a pam like women who have been sued discount? Um, yeah, but we have go. to find a night where we go because uh, I'm really excited. But also, this cast sounds is also incredible. Like everybody yeah. there has has probably been doing it for many many years. So getting to see oh, Brenda Braxton yeah. back at the show, but in a different role, exciting. It's very exciting. I absolutely want to see this. I want to see it with Pam. Yeah. I we were wondering what Lana was doing after leaving Hades Town after I, such a short. You know, she took over for Amber as the primary. Mary Persephone, and then a couple weeks later was well, gone. Yeah. So here we go. So in other news, this is news that I just want Hello. everybody to know that <laughs> I've been this sitting is, on for a month. <laughs> this is the Grace Aki is doing things segment of the show. Sorry, but here we go. Because our, also our group chat was like, hey, Ashley, and I was just like, the fact that I kept this from Ashley is uh, a Yeah, testament. I'm frankly sickened, <laughs> considering you've told me everything else. <laughs> you know why? Advanced. Because I wasn't, I wasn't 100% sure. Like, I I, mm-hmm. you know, because of where it's at. Why? Are, I'm, I'm, I'm not even. I'm teasing it at this point. It's not fair. So, stage company <laughs> announced today a one night only concert performance at the Stephen Sondheim Theater. Yes. Um, of John Weidman, Stephen Sondheim's Assassins on Broadway to benefit Classic Stage Company. The benefit will take place Monday, May 9th. You've got a month at 7 p.m. Uh, tickets go on sale Thursday, April 7th at 1 p.m. So Today. 1 p.m. right now. You better do it. Uh, the entire classic stage off-Broadway company is confirmed for this show. You know, Brad. they are reuniting for the first time since we recorded the, the off-Broadway cast recording in studio. But again, they did not run the show since they were, you know, unfortunately shut down because of COVID early. So they didn't have a proper close. Yeah. This is going to be like it's a one night benefit. Benefit concert, they're doing the show. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it's course. not one of those where you're like, oh, I'm getting excerpts. It's like, you know, when Bright Star did that one night re, you know, sure. whatever. And I'm like, no, 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 this is going to be 
the thing. So make sure that if you're not seeing a show, which you probably aren't, Monday. I'm not. It's a Monday. Yeah. Um, Tickets are going to, I mean, they start around like 50 bucks. Again, this is a benefit for Classic Stage. They are a nonprofit. They are an off-Broadway theater. We love them. We support them. And I mean, we'll we'll be there. So... (laughs) I will obviously. I've got an alarm set. Yeah. Uh, if anyone takes my fifty dollars tickets uh, before I get a fifty dollars ticket, I'm going to be real mad because I do here. not technically have more money than that right. right now. Um, but yeah, I will find some way to be there. Obviously, this was very exciting news for me to wake up to on Monday or whatever day this was, Wednesday. Yeah. So um, again, like this is hopefully not the last time we'll see this group together. And hopefully Best on a Broadway stage. Uh, but mm-hmm. the fact that they're doing it at the Stephen Sondheim Theater, I think, means more than anything else at this point yeah. for, oh, for yeah. what's happening. Because it's nice that I will get to cry inside the theater rather than the hour that I spent outside of it weeping at the door. This is the first right time I've ever been death. to that theater. <sighs> yes, that is very exciting. What's been there? I mean, Doubtfire's there right now. Everyone's uh, been there. Beautiful oh, was there for years. Beautiful was there, exactly. Yeah. Ah. That, and that's where I had been to see it. Mm, mm. Mm-hmm. Interessante. Mm-hmm. So, Interessante. moving on to some other news. So, Broadway fans of the Peacock show, Girls 5 Eva, are in for a treat this next season because the the show's forthcoming second season will get will feature guest appearances by Tony Award winner James Monroe Eichelhart and Gray right. Hansen, who was also a Tony nominee, correct? Am I wrong? Yeah. Uh, according to uh, Variety, the series uh, follows again. Like, if you, we just, we got a recap, okay? In case you missed me and Matt talking about this literally at length. Okay, Paula Pell, Busy <laughs> Phillips, Renee Elise Goldsberry, Sarah Bareilles. Like, this is a show you need to catch up if you haven't already seen it because the second season is coming out May 5th. This isn't the first time we've seen James Monroe Eichelhart, though, in a Tina Fey musical series because he played Titus yeah. Curtis' musical Broadway Nemesis on Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. And was so, so good. It was really funny. The two of them together cracked me up every scene they were in. But you can also see James Monroe Eichelhart in this latest season of Marvelous Miss Maisel. So I think that James is just booked and busy in New York TV shows. I was going to say, you can see James in literally everything ever because the man is killing it at all times. At all times. That's not even an asterisk. It's at all times. All times. All time high. So finally, a journalist from The Post, The New York Post, recently saw the Western production of Cabaret starring Jesse Buckley and Eddie Redmayne and asked if Cabaret truly wishes to get a red carpet welcome in from NYC, the show must grab grab hold of what's great about it. Uh, Immersion, a sexy ensemble, and high spirits, and then bring the audience crashing down along with its characters. We should start the night high on champagne and end it in utter despair, grasping for a whiskey bottle, because um, his, his breakdown basically said that there was not a lot of it wasn't as sensual and sexy as as other productions mm. um and and you can read the full you know breakdown that he included after seeing the show and how he had to get covid tested because he got Jesse Buckley like spit near him oh good <laughs> yeah it's it's really interesting but um What's funny is that, like, so then, of course, like, the Twitter storm and everything, everyone mm. was chiming in, being like, should this come to Broadway? And what's interesting is that we've not really included the fact that, like, if, at the top of this production announcement, everyone was, like, lambasting Eddie Redmayne for being cast as the... Oh, yeah. Movie. And, um, yeah, so I go, uh, question mark? I don't think so. Um, we just had the so Alan Cumming one. Exactly. That was in 2014. It's a little... 
too soon. And then the intent of bringing back that one in general was, I mean, it was pretty much the same production that they did in 1998, just with new other stars Correct. that weren't Alan Cumming. Um, I don't think we need this. I think, like, you know, it's been... Yeah too soon. I think we have so many other shows that are trying to get on the boards at this point. Ones that we've either teased or have announced but haven't yeah. been able to find a home yet because only the Broadhurst is open at the moment. Right. Uh, it's it's just a busy, busy time and I think having it again would be odd this soon and also, yeah, as you mentioned there's a lot of controversy around Eddie Redmond, Redmayne starring in this as a cishet male and it's just kind of like why <laughs> like it's it's not yeah. required but it's basically required at this point i think the progression because i actually not i swear to god this is not to plug my own thing um sure. but i don't know if we actually included it uh because uh, my friend mason and i talked about this mason led uh, a production with ali silber out of yeah. town of cabaret mason alexander park and we talked about it a little bit on um, my tell me on a sunday show and mm-hmm. how the the way that we have progressed as like a theatrical society is that like the MC really has to embody a lot more and, and can't really be cast any longer with a cishet male. And that's, so, yeah, yeah, that's kind of the thing of like them just, you know, you had said that they didn't really see it as much of a sensual, sexy evening. And it's like, I don't really look at cabaret that no. way. And I hate to use the term edgy, but I mean, that's essentially what's happened since Joel Gray starting to Alan Cumming yeah. is that you're adjusting the MC for the times. Joel Gray's yeah. MC was, you know, uh, shocking for the times. And then when we got into the 90s, it was like, well, this isn't really going to work anymore. Like, we need to step it up a notch. And it's progressively been that. I'm not saying, like, having someone who's not a cishet male is Yeah, because Michael C. Holmes did take over the role for Alan at some point on tour. And he is, uh, um, to the public, known as a cishet male. Um, You know, yeah, anyways, um, but uh, no, definitely. Yeah. But that's the th- but that's the thing. Like, if you were going to make something that is reflective for to society, but at the same time, ta- same time pushes the boundaries of it, which is what cabaret is supposed to do, which mm-hmm. is what Weimar cabaret is supposed to do. Then I don't see Eddie Redmayne being that person in any form, and I think doing that on a New York City stage would be very strange. Yeah, because we also have the same conversation. About Hedvig as well, which is a totally yeah, different thing. Speaking of Michael can, C. Hall, exactly. Uh, uh, Darren, Chris, um, and on mm-hmm. that note, uh, again, like you want us to talk about these um, queer shows, let us know. We will start a separate podcast. But until oh, then, damn right, I will. <laughs> thanks for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio, and don't forget about our Patreon. That's Patreon.com/slash Broadway Radio. You can find me on all social media platforms at It's Grace Aki. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No. This is Ashley. Thank you guys so much. We will see you tomorrow. 